welcome to the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. It's Jessica, and I am so excited about today's episode. It is such a good one and a little departure from the normal job profile that we have of moms that have been on the show so far. Brooke Wyckoff is my guest today, and this past year she has served as the head coach of the Florida State University women's basketball team. And not only is she passionate about women's basketball, but she's also extremely passionate about being a mom as well. She co-founded an organization called Moms in Coaching, and she's also started her own podcast to support moms in athletics and in coaching. And she just found that there's not that much support or awareness around this type of job and being a mom as well. And you might guess, you know, some of the limitations that people in athletics might feel when it comes to combining family, motherhood, and children, right? So Brooke is talking all about her motherhood journey and of course the ins and outs of recruiting and college basketball. So fascinating and I just loved speaking with Brooke. So let's get to it with Brooke Wyckoff. All right, I'm so honored to be chatting with Brooke Wyckoff today. Hi Brooke. Hi Jessica, how are you? I'm so good. I'm a mom of four boys, but Brooke was always on my girl name list and I never got to use oh. it. <laughs> oh, that's so cool to hear. Yes. Oh. Beautiful name. Brooke is a, can also be a boy name, but yes. uh, without the E usually, I yes. think. Yes, and so. I tried to pitch Brooks for a boy, oh, yeah. um, but our, my last name is Dahlquist, so Brooks Dahlquist was kind of like a lot of essay, essaying, and right. so, yeah, anyway, yep. we chose Gotta Cooper, think about all that that's stuff. fine. I you know. do, you do. Well, I am so excited to be chatting with you. Are you in Florida right now? I am, Tallahassee, Florida. Very nice, very nice. Well, we're going to get into why you're in Florida, what you do there, and everything. So for people that don't know you yet, Brooke, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? Sure. Um, I am uh, in Florida. We'll just start there because I work at Florida State University. I'm a women's basketball coach there. Um, I'm the associate head coach and have been there um, for 10 years going into my 11th year. And it's special to be here because I played at Florida State and I played for my now boss, head coach Sue Semrau. So mm. um, left after graduating for about 10 years and then have been back for about 10 years. And since I've been here, I've had my daughter, um, Avery, who now is seven years old. So this is her home. This is where she was born um, and is pretty much all she knows. So it's a special place for us here uh, down south, even though I am from Cincinnati, Ohio. That's okay. where I grew up. But I have been here so long, I consider myself a Floridian. <laughs> Yay, that's so awesome. So you're my first college athlete turned coach. And so this is going to be a fascinating conversation. But as somebody that is the furthest thing from an athlete that you could probably imagine, I was music and dancing and all of that growing up. My boys now are really into soccer. And you would think from the way I yell on the sidelines, I knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> exactly. I know it. I know the feeling. But you just, you just can't help yeah. it. Are you feeling, now that your daughter's getting older, is she into sports? 
She is. Okay. We just, in the past year and a half or so, have gotten into sports. She did soccer uh-huh. and she did basketball. Okay. Um, and she had done some other things when she was little, you know, dance and uh, tennis and some other little things, swimming. But, you know, they're yeah. little and you can kind of just giggle and, oh, aren't they cute? But now, yeah, when they're six, seven, eight, it's starting to get real and they need to learn how to actually play. So I found myself. Um, being very challenged, having some very serious conversations with myself in my mind as I'm out there trying to be a good parent, supportive, and and not too critical of my daughter and whoever's running the show. Yes, right. I will not continue to live out my dreams through my daughter. I will not right. continue, right? Hey everyone, before we jump more into Brooke's story, I wanted to thank a show sponsor, and that is Felix Gray. You've heard me talk about these incredible blue light glasses before, but these are the blue light glasses that literally started it all. Five years ago, they realized that our eyes were not meant to be staring at screens all day. And little did they know how much time we would really be spending on screens, especially in the last year and a half. So now more than ever, between our phones and computers and Zoom calls, we are straining our eyes, it's messing up our sleep, and we don't even hardly realize it because it's become our new norm, right? Well, Felix Gray glasses, filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes and disruptive to sleep. The thing I love most about Felix Gray is that I had originally bought a cheap pair off Amazon, just, you know, blue light filtering glasses, and they were fine-ish, but when I got my prescription put in these quality Felix Gray glasses, you guys, I could see clearly and I knew my eyes were being well protected. And that is when I knew Felix Gray were the glasses for me. Felix Gray offers classic frame styles made from acetate and hand finish for a durable, lightweight, and really comfortable pair of glasses. Like I said, I could feel the quality difference with Felix Gray glasses. And having my prescription in, double win for me. I want you to give Felix Gray a try, and best thing is they give a 30-day money-back guarantee, and so you have nothing to lose but eye strain. So get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for modern, hardworking eyes. Like I said, you have nothing to lose but eye strain. Go to felixgray.com EEP for the best blue light glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com EEP free shipping and free returns felixgrayglasses.com slash eep now let's get back to it with brooke so tell me about your upbringing with with sports and things like that like how did how did you grow into be becoming a stellar athlete yeah, it was really interesting because my parents weren't really sports people. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was, I guess, athletic. She was taller, but she always says, you know, we didn't have sports when I was in high school. She grew up in that kind of era mm-hmm. where there wasn't a lot of opportunities. Um, and then my dad is is shorter than my mom, and he was like a wrestler, which is kind of a, I mean, it's a sport. Okay. But it's it's something, you know, really like a basketball or or football or anything like that. Well, they had six children and we all were athletes and Mm -hmm. I don't know where that came from. I honestly just, the first memory I have, I'm the oldest was my dad dribbling a basketball with me when I was five years old. And it just grew from there. I mean, it was just kind of like, this is, what I do. I liked it. I hung out with my dad. I was tall. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of had it in my mind, like, yeah, I'm a basketball player. I went on to play, you know, volleyball, did track. Um, but it was always kind of in me 
Um, you know, and, and so that leads me to believe sometimes that we are just, we're born with certain talents and, and gifts and abilities that, you know, may or may not be utilized or discovered at, at certain times throughout life. But there's no logical reason other than my height that I would be playing basketball and all my siblings would be too. But we're just a sports family and, um, and, and we have had lots of opportunities to play in college and, and I've traveled the world because of basketball. So I'm really thankful that I was just kind of led in that direction, uh, for kind of a mysterious for, you know, reasons unknown. (laughs) That is so incredible. And that your parents were able to be supportive regardless of their own background, seeing that in you and all of your siblings and, and just being that cheerleader that you needed to, to believe in yourself, to instill that confidence that, yeah, like you are gifted at this and, and, and we'll help you get where you need to go. So was being a professional basketball player, playing in college or coaching, was that on your radar? Was that one of your goals? The playing in college one became a, a goal because being the oldest of six, uh, once I started to show signs of you know, being a decent player. I got into high school and freshman year was on varsity. And, you know, there was, there were signs like, okay, maybe there is a chance that I could do this after high school. My parents pretty much said, Hey, if you want to go to college, you're paying for it. Mm. Uh, we can't afford it. And so, Hey, a great way to, to not have to pay for it is to get a full ride. So that early on became my goal of I want to play in college so I can get a full ride, get my degree, and then see what happens from there. So again, I was fortunate to to have the opportunity to do that and was really just thankful that, yeah, my like you said, my parents had no idea what they were getting into when, you know, we started all in these sports and, and they were, they were so supportive, gave up so much of their time finances and, you know, all of that to support me and to get me where I needed to go. And so I was just really blessed and excited to be able to, to go to college for free, have that burden taken off of them and myself mm-hmm. and keep it, keep it going from there. Well, that's a great reason to, to keep it going. And, <laughs> and my kids kind of have the same perspective. And I mean, my firstborn, he's 11 now and he thinks he's going to be a professional soccer player. And oh. you know, that, that he is working towards that already. And I and I love that because even if he doesn't become a professional soccer player, the lessons that he's learning, the you know, the health, the habits, all of that, sports just benefits kids so much as one way to build confidence, to build team skills, to build, you know, all kinds of, of things. So regardless of what the actual outcome is, having that goal and setting out on that path, I just really think whatever is meant to be will be. But I, I'm all for that. Yeah, absolutely. That I'm. I am so thankful for sports. Yeah. I mean, it it really does. It's they've done studies, and especially in young girls. And I, I know a lot of it transfers to to boys as well. Just humans in general, yeah. uh, especially team sports. You know, it just teaches us so much about working with each other. Um, you know, overcoming adversity. You know, just all of those things that it builds confidence that we kids need and we can get those things from a lot of different places, but sports, it's all kind of built in. And that's what I'm, I'm very thankful for just the way it, it developed my character. It's still developing my character, even as a coach. I mean, it's just, there's so many life lessons that can be taken on a daily basis, no matter how long uh, you've been involved in sports, no matter what level you've gotten to, it's teaching you and refining you every single day. So yeah, it's, I love it. I love the opportunities that my daughter has. 
um, to be involved in. And so, you know, we'll see if she continues. I'm not, yeah. again, I'm not going <laughs> to pressure her anyway, one way or the other. If she wants to, to go off on a different path, that's fine. But, um, I re- it's been, you know, sports has done so much for me. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping it will for her as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The world is her oyster at seven. That's pretty exciting. Yes. (laughs) So something that's unique for women, obviously in sports is that when you want to grow your family and have a baby, obviously physically your, your abilities change, both carrying the baby and even postpartum. And men just don't have to think about that. And I mean, of course there's a whole other tangent of men are asked, you know, how they juggle parenthood and, and their career at all. Right. But, but just, just talk about the, the physicality of it. And especially, you know, following women's soccer and things like there's so many women on the U S national team that, you know, had babies in the last year. And it's so incredible to see that still being prioritized. Like you can still be a mom, you can still have children, you can still prioritize your passions. But you know it's gonna it's gonna take some juggling. It's gonna take some some shifting of what you thought it would look like, or you know how you make it work. What did motherhood ultimately look like for you? And how I know you're passionate about this topic. So how how have you found that in your life? Yeah, I, it is so true that I mean, just as a parent in general, any no matter what you're doing, we all have to adjust and and kind of make room in our lives for this wonderful new human being that's there or more than one human beings that have come into our homes and our lives. And you do just kind of make it work. That's what we always say as moms. Like there is no instruction manual. I mean, there are some that can, you know, that are out there that you can read, (laughs) but really you don't know what you're getting into until you're into it. And once you are, you make it work. And if you're passionate about something, like you said, whether it be playing, whether it be coaching, uh, whatever it is, you make it work and you can still do both really, really well if you want to. Um, There's obviously going to be days, as we all know, that won't look so pretty. Um, but that's okay that the, the long-term deal is that you're pursuing a passion that you, that you love and, and, but you're also giving your kid, uh, the best life and the best care that you can. And so for me, I had my daughter when I was already into coaching. Um, Mm -hmm. but at, at the level that I coach in college coaching in general, it's really, um, a demanding job in terms of it's pretty much 24 seven. Um, when you combine just having to be the responsible adult, basically for a bunch of college kids, uh, mm-hmm. while they're here, their parents are entrusting us. They're coming here to play basketball and obviously get their degree, but you know, they're, they're handing over their child to us. So we are in charge of the growth and development of these young ladies. And that can be a 24 seven job. The other side of college, athletics is the recruiting side and mm-hmm. that is a very demanding uh part of the job whether it be travel there is a lot of travel involved with recruiting there's a lot of time on the phone um it, and again it can happen any time of the day or night you have to sometimes be ready to pick up a call in the middle of doing something else because it's a, a top rated recruit that's calling you at that moment, you, you want to get it, you know? Right. So, um, I was a little bit, you know, nervous in terms of, okay, I'm going to have a new baby. Um, and I have all these demands with travel and, and work. Can I do it? 
The answer is yes, I'm still mm-hmm. doing it. And there are so many moms out there um, that are also doing it in coaching. And that when I was a player and playing professionally, I had many teammates that had kids and mm-hmm. had to make really tough choices. Again, like you can't bring your kid all over the world with you if you're going to play, you know, overseas. Sometimes they had to leave their child with their their grandmother uh, for months at a time, but they did it because that was what worked for them. That was their livelihood. That was their choice. I saw so many moms just yeah have babies, come back and be able to play at the highest level. There's so many in the WNBA right now mm-hmm. that are mothers. Um, and, and it's a joke that I, I recently saw on, on Instagram, one, one young woman that's in the WNBA that isn't a mom said the moms in this league are the toughest, <laughs> most physical. <laughs> I don't like having to defend or being defended by a mom because they're I tough. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so true, right? It just, it gives you that extra edge, that extra just no nonsense. Like here, I'm here to do my job and to do it the best I can because after I'm done with this, I got to go do something else. You know, right. to think about it. So, um, you know, so yeah, it's just like any other profession. So many parents make have to make hard choices and and make room, um, but definitely the sports world is demanding in a different type of way as a player physically and as a coach. Uh, a lot of times, time wise. Interesting. So you co-founded Moms and Coaching um, about a year into having your daughter because you just really wanted that support group for mothers. Um, and yeah, it is a unique set of circumstances. And I'm sure there's been a lot of, you know, creative solutions passed around in this community, right? Of like, how do you make it work when you're on the road recruiting or when you're in the middle of a birthday party and you have to answer that phone call? <laughs> what has it been like to then have that support when once you probably felt pretty isolated? Is that right? That's exactly right. And that's that was one of the reasons that I wanted to formulate something like this, like Moms and Coaching, because even though there's so many of us across the country that are doing this, when we get into our you know, our, our staff, where we are, our institution, a lot of times there's only, you know, for example, when I was pregnant, there were, there was no female on the staff that had kids Mm. and my boss had never had a female on her staff with kids. She'd had men on the staff that had kids, but again, that's different. So I was a little bit like, okay, how's this going to work? My boss was definitely like, how is this, are are you going to make this work? You know, type of thing. And because she's never seen it. So the ability and opportunity to connect with women, uh, so many across the country, when you are isolated, when you haven't really seen it done up close, and to ask those questions, to get that advice, like, what do you do here? And and, and how do you handle this? And um, is so invaluable. And that's what we spend most of our time with, with moms and coaching is finding different ways to connect, whether that be in person, at our coaches convention every year. Uh, This summer, we're doing a monthly Zoom call with just kind of different topics, having people come on, moms come on and talk through some stuff and then being able to share um, and ask questions after that. Like just giving that, that space, providing that space where you can step into a Zoom call or step into a room and say, wow, I'm not the only one. Cause we know just parenting in general, motherhood in general, a lot of times you feel like you're on your own, like you're dealing with your certain set of circumstances and, and what's going on with you that day. And it's like, 
am I going to get through this? Uh, who do I reach out to? Um, you know, and, and to have those people in the room and see those, hear those familiar stories really, you know, and get that advice is, has been crucial to, to me and to so many that are involved. I'm so glad that, yeah, you, you were proactive in, in seeking out that support and offering it to other women. I'm sure so many have benefited from those conversations. And I mean, what a great idea having those Zooms and, I mean, yeah, we could all just use so much more camaraderie, both in like just identifying with one another's struggles and then also sharing those creative solutions as well can just be, yeah, yeah, so, so important. Absolutely. And that's why, I mean, your podcast is, is crucial. You know, the, the, the invention of podcasts, like we have a podcast for moms and coaching and so many moms have reached out to, to us. We weren't sure if anybody even listened. It was like, <laughs> no, like hearing these stories. Um, and, and just your podcast is, it's so important to so many people just to be able to hear that other people are going through these things, talking about hard topics, um, and giving real solutions, uh, is, is so I'm so thankful for that opportunity that we have to stay connected even when, you know, we can't be face to face or we don't necessarily have a, a mom group right in our town, mm-hmm. you know, that can offer that support. It's it's really, really uh, good to be a mom, you know, in this era of technology. I feel like it's it, helpful. It is. It absolutely is. Well, and that's very nice for you to say uh, about my podcast and what you've created too. It doesn't need to be you know, something that for everybody, it just needs to, to reach the right people. And when those right exactly. people find these messages that they've been searching for or didn't even know they needed, but have brought them so much hope and solidarity yeah. and have allowed them to release the guilt that I'm sure so many moms, um, I mean, moms in general yes. feel, but, you know, working moms, especially moms that work outside the home, that is a real rub. And I was hearing from somebody the other day, who was speaking about mom guilt and she she was just so amazing in the way she dealt with it because she you know as an entrepreneur and you know it would seem like her time's pretty divided and somebody commented to her like don't you feel bad you know working and not playing with your kids or going to the park and not you know wanting to sit down and read a book instead of mm-hmm. you know playing with them and she's like no, I don't feel bad because I I chose I choose what I do and what I don't do. And once you've made that choice, don't feel bad about it because you chose it. And and if you're going to continue to ruminate or feel guilty about it, that's just energy being sucked out of you that you can't apply somewhere else. So if you are choosing to play with your kids, play with your kids and don't yes. think about it. Don't feel bad about it. If you're choosing to let them play independently or you're choosing to have them be at a babysitter so you can go on a recruiting trip, if you're choosing this, that, or the other thing, make that choice and realize you're a smart person. You chose that reason, that, that choice for a reason, and then release it. How have you, how have you processed and evolved over the last seven years of, you know, making a choice and then just letting that choice be it? That's such a great point. I love how you articulated that because we we talk about that so much with the moms and coaching group of the yeah the mom guilt that everybody has no matter if you're a college coach or whatever you're doing if you're yeah. a stay at home mom there's mom guilt oh, yeah. I, I just it's it's a part of parenting and learning how to deal with that and you're absolutely right that's what I finally learned once I kind of got my feet under me and really 
went through some rough experiences trying to do things different ways. And I figured out what works best for me. And we, we actually just talked about this on our zoom call yesterday. It's like what works for somebody over here isn't going to work for me, but I can take some suggestions from her and listen to ideas and things like that. But it's okay if that's not what I want. You know, a lot of women travel with their kids. They love to bring them on the road with them recruiting. They love to bring them to games and, and include them in everything. I found that doesn't work very well for me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because I know that when I am, you know, like, like you said, when I've made the choice that I'm going to work and I'm not going to have my daughter with me on this road trip, I'm good with that because I know that's what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if it's best for me, it's best for my daughter in those circumstances. Right, because if you could have anticipated I'm, bringing her and then being away from her a lot or being stressed or being impatient because yes. you're really divided. Is that really the exactly. best way to show up as a mom? Or is it better to just separate those two things out for that time? Absolutely. Yeah. That I am 100% on that train of yeah. – let me do and put all my energy into what is most important right now. And sometimes what's most important is my job. And other times what's most important is my child and the job can wait. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously my child is always most important. That that goes without saying. But right. just in terms of from moment to moment, understanding who you are, what you have in front of you, like what does take precedent, what is a priority what can be put over here for a second. You know, we talked about yesterday, like, um, too, on the call where a lot of it, so we go out in July for a long time recruiting, like a week at a time, you know, so it is hard to leave your kids for a week at a time. And we're talking about it. And, um, one woman said, yeah, we, I feel bad. Like I've always felt bad for years. Like I, I have to bring my kids to their grandparents' house and were gone for a week, you know, because she, co- mm-hmm. she coaches with her husband. Come to find out, that's their favorite, <laughs> the kids' favorite time of the year. Like I bet. They, they, last year when we had COVID and we didn't get to recruit, the kids were devastated that they didn't get to go to their grandparents. Sure. You know, like all these things that we feel like, oh, my poor child, I have to do this and I'm being a, you know, a quote unquote bad parent because mm-hmm. I have to leave them over here. Or they have to get up early with me to come because I've got to, the kid is like, yeah, this is awesome, <laughs> you know, and they have that extra experience that we don't even think about because we're looking at everything through our lens and how we're feeling and, you know, societal pressure or whatever it may be. So I love how you said that. It's just, this is the choice. This is what works for me. I'm going to be, you know, all in with what I choose in that moment. And we'll probably all be better off for it. Yes. And, and it's the same exact circumstance. The child is still going to the grandparents' house for a few weeks, but it is entirely how you think about it. And that's just so much of life, isn't it, Brooke? And and I'm sure with, with coaching and with, you know, mindset training for the young ladies that you work with on your team and everything, you could have the same exact circumstance, but how are you going to think about it? And how are you going to move on from it? If it's more of, you know, a negative thing, like how can you put a more positive spin on it? Or how can you be able to move on from a negative thing to move to a positive space? And that's, that's huge. That will carry you so far in life. And that's one of those you know, fundamental lessons that I think sports can can teach you. 
Hey everyone, I wanted to thank another show sponsor and that is Love Every. Watching your little one learn and grow is the best feeling in the world. But I don't know about you, but especially when your kids are really young, in the infant stages and the young toddler ages, sometimes it's hard to know how to interact with them and what to play with them and how to get the most out of those play times. That is where Love Every comes in. Love Every has play kits that are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. You literally choose their age range and developmental age, and you're able to select a toy kit that comes to your door and gives you instructions and quality activities and handouts. And so you know not only what to play with, but how to use those manipulatives with them. It is the coolest thing. They come with unique, one-of-a-kind activities and playthings built to endure plenty of play. And my favorite thing is that because you can choose the right developmental stage, you can be confident that you are playing with them doing an activity that is meaningful to their brain development right then. It is so cool. So take the guesswork out of your child's play. Choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash EEP. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash EEP for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash EEP. This makes a perfect gift for you or for a baby shower gift. Give that a try. Now let's keep going with Brooke. I bet your daughter tends to think your job's pretty cool. I mean, does she get it yet? This is your 10th year coaching with the Seminoles. This last year you were the head coach taking over for for a year while, um, like you mentioned, the head coach was was out. And does she get it? Like, this is cool, Brooke. (laughs) She, She gets it. I think last year she was super excited that I got to be the head coach. You know, like she was seven. It's like, ooh, like mom's in charge, you know, they're yes. all about that kind of thing. Like you're the head coach. Um, but she, what she loves is everything that comes with what I get to do. And that is mostly the relationships that she forms with our players, uh, with my staff, um, you know, with my boss is her godmother, you know, I mean, these, these, these people and these relationships that she has, uh, in her life come from, you know, my job. And so I think she is most thankful for that and understands it to the degree of she's super excited uh, when she gets to be a part of stuff that she gets to be around these people and gets to hang out with the players and go in the locker room and, you know, all of those types of things that are just so cool for a little kid. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's a great example for her to just kind of, you know, understand that I'm, I'm here for her and she's my number one priority, but I do care about all of these other people. And I, I do care about my players and to see me interacting with them and, and operating with them. And, um, and for our players too, it's so cool for college kids to have little kids around, Sure, you know, it's like, they're not at home anymore where there's a greater potential for kids to be in the house or they're around family, cousins, whatever. They're away from all that. They're around other college kids, and that's pretty much it. So when there's younger kids of any age, they just they go nuts, and there's just a great um, you know connection. And obviously, for my daughter, she's got all these amazing young women to look up to and 
seeing them work their tails off to achieve their dreams and, and be great on the court. So yeah. I, I love the, you know, residual benefits that we get from, from being involved in college sports. And, um, and I know she does too. Yeah. I think as moms, sometimes we put too much weight on our own shoulders that we need to be all the things for our kids. And yeah. it's just simply not true. And when you can expose your daughter to these athletes that I'm sure are the most extraordinary young women and will continue to do extraordinary things in life because they they couldn't get to that point without incredible, you know, discipline, determination, obviously skill, but good character. I mean, your character alone can can really scratch you off the path pretty easily. And so what a neat thing to be able to expose her to such excellence. And if she's going to have any role models, you know, beyond you, this is who you want to expose her to, I'm sure. Absolutely. That it's so true. They are great kids. Like to get to this level, you have to be special. You have to have worked hard, have a great um just attitude and work ethic, not only on the court but in a classroom. Um and you're right, the character is everything. And so I feel so blessed just when my daughter gets to be around them and they treat her like, you know, one of them and, and just make her feel like a million bucks. Um, it just, it's, and I'm so thankful for that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it really is just a unique opportunity, something that I never had, um, growing up and, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, who knew, like I, I would, would have loved to be around these, these young, cool college kids that are really just amazing basketball players and people. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I am forever thankful. And that really is one thing that gets me through when I do feel guilty, you know, when those, those thoughts creep in of like, wow, you know, I should be with my kid right now, or I, you know, I miss her or, uh, I am distracted because of work. It's like, there are so many things that do come out of me having this job that it, it all balances out, you know? Mm-hmm. So it makes the sacrifice time wise so much, uh, just so well worth it. Yeah. That's so cool, Brooke. That is so cool. And she will only continue to, to grow into that excitement and that that feeling of real privilege that wow this is a unique upbringing that she's pretty lucky to have there's so much conversation about women in sports and women in coaching and you know there's been a lot of progress made and you know recently in recent years and you know women female referees in in really important games and um uh, this was brought to my attention that in the NCAA Women's Final Four, the Arizona's head coach, she was actually late coming out of the locker room at halftime because she was pumping breast milk. And she's, yes. you know, talked about her kids and everything. Do you tend to want to talk about, like, women in sports, women in coaching? Or do you just think of it like, I am a coach who happens to be a woman? Like, is, is that conversation annoying or are you like, yep, we need to talk more about this? Yeah, I'm totally on the side of we need to talk about okay. this. Uh-huh. I, yes, I love I love the opportunity to talk about it. Um, and again, thank you for having me on today to be able to talk about it. I think it's important to talk about it. It's yeah. not because I want to say, oh, look at me, you know, I'm this amazing mom and I'm doing all these things. It's no, we need to have the conversation um, just as a society in general uh, to call attention to the fact that there are amazing women doing a lot of amazing things and balancing the 
you know, the, the majority of childcare, I mean, let's just be uh-huh. honest, like yep. the mother does take on the larger role, especially with young children and are still able to like a Dia Barnes for Arizona did like, and still able to go, go out and coach, yes. you know, her team in a national championship game. Um, I don't, I really believe on a broader scale, you know, it needs to be called attention to that. We do need support, although we are super women and can do it all and, and are, are just doing great things. Support would be really nice, more support. And that that's on a national level with things like paid maternity leave mm. or, you know, and that's at, at, a, at a smaller level of like, you know, a company, the companies that we work for, the, the institutions that we work for, like what are their policies, their family policies, what are their, um, you know, policies with child care and all of those types of things. Um, and, and then for bosses that we work for, you know, the actual people that hire us, what is their philosophy? You know, like we need everybody to kind of get on board, uh, to understand for mothers and just families in general, for fathers, we're way behind mm-hmm. on a global scale, our country, although we're one of the richest countries in the world, we're way behind on those things. So I am definitely happy to talk about that just in general with women, you know, at the top of their field, but also just more specifically about women's basketball or basketball or sports in general, the importance of having women coaches. And so when we normalize things like a mother who's breastfeeding at halftime, being able to go out and coach on the national championship game, we set an example for younger women that see that and say, Oh, I could do that too. You know, instead of, we don't know Adia is a mom and all we see is her coaching basketball. So, you know, young girls don't know if she has a family. And so if they think, man, I want a family, I'm not sure I can coach. No, man, I want a family and I'd also love to coach. Uh, And it's, people are doing it. And so it's normal. You know, that's, that's where I want to talk about it so that young women who aspire to being moms, staying in sports, whatever level they're coaching at feel like it's normal. And yeah, I can do that. Um, those things are important because we need to keep women in coaching. Not that men are, I, I, I love having male coaches and women's basketball. That's fine. I'm not against men coaching women, but I am really passionate about keeping women in coaching. All right, everyone. I have one final sponsor today and that is ZocDoc. You're going to love this one. Just like many of you, not only have I avoided going to the doctor in the last year and a half, but there's also been a lot of closures and different rules and going to the doctor has just felt stressful. So I've let a lot of common things like my dental cleanings and physicals just lapse, right? I'm sure you can identify. But now that everything's opening back up, it's time to catch up on our regular healthcare and I want you to know about ZocDoc. With ZocDoc, You can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, book an appointment, in-person or video chat, and you never wait on hold for a receptionist again. How much of a lifesaver does that sound like? You just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. So whether you're looking for primary care, dentist, dermatologist, 
psychiatrists, eye doctors, whatever, ZocDoc has you covered. It's really, really amazing. ZocDoc totally makes healthcare easy and guaranteed. This is how I'm going to find some new doctors in my area. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash EEP and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's ZocDoc.com slash EEP. Now let's finish up with Brooke. What do you think women coaches uniquely bring to the table? The difference between men and women in general, you know, um, the way that we relate to each other, we need all of it, yeah. especially in, in a sports atmosphere where it's high intensity, you face a lot of adversity, you get pushed to your limits physically, mentally, emotionally. To be able to relate to both men and women um, in different ways, I think is the only beneficial, you know, if we're just get hearing from somebody that, um, just one person all the time, first yeah. of all, you're just getting that one person. If you're constantly hearing from someone that has never been walked in your shoes that, you know, is, is a different gender than you, um, hasn't played women's basketball, um, you know, that's fine. They have a lot to give, but they also are missing part of it. Right. If you are being coached by a woman that has played women's basketball, that knows what it's like to be a female, that knows how, you know, like how it has a better understanding of how you see the world and relate to things, they can give you something that a man can't and vice versa. So I just, yeah. I just think that, um, you know, to have those, those people that you can relate to better, um, to have people that <laughs> look at you and, and think about ways to coach you differently um, are more apt to maybe see issues differently that, that might not be on the surface um, that I think women coaches definitely can kind of, um, because we can relate better to maybe what a younger woman is going through, we might be able to see some issues under the surface or, or you know, weed yeah. those out a little bit more, which are so, you know, especially in this day and age with mental health things and all of that are so important. Um, having women, uh, you know, older women and, and just, again, just to aspire to the fact of like seeing women in leadership positions mm -hmm. gives confidence to younger generations that, you know, whatever it is I want to do, I've seen a woman lead. I can then go lead. Oh, what a fantastic answer. I think women should coach <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Brooke, you are just, I mean, not only are you so articulate in the way you express yourself, and I'm sure, you know, it's taken years of practice to be able to, you know, craft this, this message and everything, but you can tell underneath just this passion is like life experience that has educated you in this. So it's not just... And, and this is why something that women have to offer that just men simply can't. Like by walking in these shoes, by being a mother and then, you know, being an example of that mothers can be coaches and your, you know, kids can benefit and all these things. Like it just, I just love this so much. I am just, I want to be best friends with you. This is so fantastic. <laughs> You're so amazing. Oh, thanks, Jessica. Really? No, I I just, I appreciate just the opportunity and, and your passion just for mothers. I, yeah. It's just, it means everything to me. And, um, I really do like, I was passionate about being a coach before I had a kid. Now as a mom, I'm like, things have just crystallized in terms of, 
you know, life takes on a, just a different, a different feel when you have children yeah. for all of us, you know, no matter what we're doing and the impact, um, that being a mom has had on me. And, and I think as a coach, uh, I think I'm a better coach for being a parent. And again, that's why it's like, if we can have mothers that stay in coaching, they become better coaches. Mm. You know, they can relate that someone's daughter that they are coaching. They know what it's like to have a child, you know, like it only makes us better. And it's certainly being a coach and being around these young women and seeing what they go through, seeing how they function in today's society makes me a better mom, gives me things to look out for, teaches me lessons on how I want to raise my child up. Um, you know, and, and so I just, it's such a great thing when we can do what we're passionate about and impact the world, not only as parents, but in our other areas, you know, again, it's a win, win. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You were an all American at FSU. You've been coaching for 10 years. You played overseas. Can you just pinpoint one or two of your favorite moments in your career? Is there anything that just really stands out to you? Oh man, I I would say, you know, I go back to high school ball and just (laughs) where that's the fun part and and the other stuff is fun, but high school, uh, you know, playing high school, playing AAU, like, which is our club ball in the summers, like just the relationships that I've formed with girls on my team and just finding that confidence, really coming into your own and understanding like, who you are, not just, oh, I'm just a basketball player, but being pushed to your limits and, and aspiring to something beyond high school uh, through the vehicle of, of basketball and sports was a really fun time and exciting time. Um, and then, you know, college basketball was another just amazing time to kind of have balance again like when you're a college athlete it's not just all about the sport you've got a really demanding schedule academically Mm -hmm. um, and the the demand of your sport goes up a lot you know the level really increases so you're pushed to your limits but you're you have um, you know you're exploring a new social aspect of your life you're on your own so you're kind of figuring that kind of stuff out again just a really a really cool time and with that added you know sports opportunity to, to explore the world, find out who I am in this, in this, um, you know, atmosphere. Um, and then playing professionally was again, just another really great opportunity to see the world and formulate some great relationships. I, you know, there's memories of great games I've won and, you know, playing in the WNBA finals, but it always for me comes back to who I have, met in the relationships wow. that I have. And honestly, that's why I still do what I do today. It's like, yeah, it's super fun to draw up a play at the end of the game. The game's on the line and we <laughs> need a score and I, you know, let me draw up a play. Great. That's fun. That's like 0.001% of the job. The rest of the job is relationships, building up these, these young women into women of character and, and great people and great basketball players. It's all of that. And, yeah. and so that's why I'm, I'm just super thankful for the career I've had and, and, and remember those things rather than some of the wins, uh, you know, the fun wins that I've had. I love that answer so much because to the outside person, you might think becoming a head coach would be like, well, now I've made it. Like, that's pretty good, right? But the fact that 
that's such a great example that it's truly not about the destination. You know, that's not the grass, the grass is greener mentality. The grass will always be greener in, in our minds, right? But you can enjoy that journey and appreciate the relationships you had. You know, it could be that high school coach or that high school teammate that you had that taught you that lesson or you had that memory with that really changed everything for you. And those are the most pivotal things that matter most. And yeah, there's that quote that says, you know, some days, someday you'll realize that the small moments were actually had the biggest impact or whatever that quote is, you know, and that's, that's what that, that is for you. So how, how powerful. Okay. So now that everybody loves you, Brooke, are you online? Do you post a lot? Where can people like follow along with this journey that you're on? Oh my gosh. I am. This is, this is terrible. I am on Twitter and Instagram, but I'm always, I'm just like looking at Twitter and Instagram. I, I don't post a whole lot, but I do, uh, post enough where you can kind of get C- cyber stalk you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on Instagram at, at B and Wyckoff, okay. B Wyckoff, my last name, uh, my first initial and last name. Um, and then I'm on, uh, Twitter as well. And I'm at coach Brooke FSU for Florida state, but, um, cool. also moms and coaching. If anybody out there wants to join and follow, um, our group and we yes. are at moms and coaching on both Twitter and Instagram. And there's the podcast. I would be so interested. And there's the podcast. I would yes. be so <laughs> interested to listen to that. Will I enjoy that? Even if I'm not a coach, I'm a coaching my kids. Absolutely. <laughs> I think you will. I think yeah. you will. There's, we have moms that have just come from all different places, different circumstances. And yeah, a lot of cool. really great gems, uh, in there about just, yeah, motherhood. I mean, it, we can relate to, to all of it, I feel like, across any field. So mm-hmm. um, you may not enjoy it because I'm I'm a terrible interviewer. You are an amazing interviewer. I <laughs> Oh, I have struggle. find that very hard to believe. Oh, I find that very hard to believe. Oh, my gosh. My, my co-host, co-founder, Erica Lambert, she's excellent. So, um, cool. but no, I, I would love it. Yeah, it's just, it's called the Moms and Coaching Podcast. That's amazing. That, you know creative name (laughs) well that's the best those are the best names Brooke this has been such a delight and I just wish you all the best in your coaching and in your mothering and in all the things I always ask my guests one final question and it's this what would you tell your pre-motherhood self I would tell her that motherhood is the most amazing happiest and most terrifying and saddest thing (laughs) that you will go through but it is the best thing that could happen to you in life period (laughs) period love that Brooke thank you so much for taking the time so are you heading out recruiting this month yes we leave uh on uh, July 5th Yay. to head out. So, well, yeah, good we'll be luck. On the road. <laughs> we, I will be, I am a new FSU fan and I will be rooting you on next season and all the best to you and your team. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me on. It was such a fun conversation. I know, me too. How fun was that conversation? I love hearing from women who have a completely different background than I do. Goodness knows I could never have played D1 basketball, let alone turned into a head coach 
for anything. But with how much I scream on the sidelines of my kids' soccer games, you would think I knew exactly what I was talking about. Aren't we all coaches? I want to thank Brooke for coming on the show today, and let's all root on FSU in the next season. How awesome is that? Everything will be linked at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in today, and we'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.